0: You're listening to Something Real, connecting the reality of God to the realities of life. On today's episode, we are reviewing the message to reveal him from this past week. If you haven't listened to that yet, it is available here on the podcast. Uh, Just search to reveal him. It's the one without anything in front of it. No, something to think about, something to talk about. But this is something to talk about. And we're discussing uh, not only what was brought up in that message, but we're answering a couple questions, a couple I had. Uh, We received a question from somebody attending the service and it was our first First time live streaming so bear with us if we haven't had any technical issues um, I do want to mention you'll notice a couple times in this episode that the audio might cut out for a second or two uh, again technical issues we're still working at the kinks and we're nothing if uh, the epitome of professional here so I apologize for that uh, hopefully we'll get that worked out by next time uh, and hopefully it does not take away too much from the episode so without further ado hope you guys enjoy So we are diving into what we talked about last week on Sunday.
1: Indeed, we are. Uh, uh,
0: the message was called to reveal him. We kind of teased it a little bit on on Friday, but if you want to, you know, do your thing and give a little quick summary of, of that, that would be a good way to kick us off.
1: Uh, yeah, as we were looking at, we we're kind of recapping. Uh, I don't know if recapping is the right word, but we went back to Luke chapter ten to. Um, to look at the whole picture of it, whereas previously we had focused in on what made verses 1 to 24 unique in in um, pointing out that the one who appointed us will never abandon us. Mm-hmm. Then this past week we took a look at, at really the whole uh, the whole of the chapter and um, this idea that, that was behind it all, and what we see in, in the three different vignettes there is that um, the the whole nature of things rests on the person of Christ. And we'll see that as we go forward as well. It's kind of been uh, the theme from the beginning. It's the heart of the gospel. And, right. and even in the Old Testament, last week was that those who belong to Christ are driven by the reality of Christ. And so uh, there were really three areas that we looked at and 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 kind of borrowed... Um, sort of the framing of it from Warren Wiersbe's commentary on Luke. And as he uh, broke it down, he saw three roles that Christians um, fulfill that are pictured here. And one of them is as ambassadors, and we see that as Christ appointed and sent out um, the 70 messengers to be able to to go out and and prepare the way. Or 72. (laughs) Yeah. And I apologize for anybody who happened to pay attention last week when I grossly misspoke and and uh, lost my brain for a minute.
0: I wanted to make sure you got that. Yeah, in.
1: thanks for bringing that up. Uh, <laughs> to embarrass you. When I, I I spent the rest of the week plagued with guilt <laughs> as I uh, talked about the seventy deacons in Acts six, which of course are seven deacons in Acts six, but that's really not part of what we're doing here. That's just my personal angst. As I felt like that. embarrassing you. <clears throat> yeah, thanks. I appreciate okay. it. Uh, but we saw it, that, that ambassador role in that, um, and that the, the reality of Christ in us, when we recognize that, drives us to proclaim the reality of Christ's kingdom. And uh, we talked a bit about being ambassadors. Uh, we talked also about that second vignette that um, in in what we call the the parable of the good Samaritan, as mm-hmm. Jesus is sharing this idea of what it looks like to love your neighbor, how do, how does this happen? And we see in that that when we belong to Christ, uh, we reflect His His love and His character through this, and it drives us to express the reality of Christ's compassion and being imitators of God, as Paul says in Ephesians five one, we. We would follow the way of love the same way. We would live the same way that Christ did. And so we would we choose a sacrificial um, lifestyle, that that kind of love that is exactly representative of who Christ is because it isn't really us doing it. It's him in us coming out of us. And then lastly, at the end of the chapter, we saw the scene with um, Martha inviting Jesus to his, to her home.
0: I just keep thinking Martha, Martha, Martha. Martha,
1: <laughs> Martha, Martha. Martha. Um, and uh she's consumed with the doing of things which is an important rule uh, role i think a lot of times we kind of look down on martha and get um kind of uh perceive that <clears throat> jesus is is you know bashing yeah, I mean, her or whatever yeah. and that's really not the case he's just saying look you're caught up in the now you're caught up in these things but you're missing the point i'm the point and and mary she may not ever get it in any other setting. We don't know much about her outside right. of this. People have come up with all these different pictures of Martha as this, you know, very Type A personality, one hundred percent organized, and Mary's more of the messy dreamer. You know that kind of thing. We don't know any of that stuff. Right. All we know is what we see in this. This particular, is the only
0: section. there. This, pretty much. <laughs> right. I mean, it's the only
1: place where we see this aspect of right. them. And so as as we're going through this. It's not that he's saying don't clean your house or right. don't you know do the work to bring in guests, but when you bring in guests, it's not about you. It's not about if everything's done. It's about the guest, and particularly Especially when, when it's the, Jesus, right? When it's the King of the Universe, right. and He's the point. Right. <clears throat> and so, as Christ followers, we recognize that that with Him in us, the reality of who Christ is um, drives us to cherish the reality of Christ's presence, and so. Um, that's the heart of worship that's the heart of everything that we do everything stems from that so our proclaiming of the kingdom our our doing of compassionate deeds for other people it's not checking off a list it's not trying to to earn points with god it's because we commune with christ we we cling to him we cherish him as as precious and valuable above all things and then that leads to christ in us coming out of us and becoming uh, becoming in the world, uh, can I say a force for justice? Is that too you know, sounds too cool. strange? But I mean, that's really what we're what we're talking right. about is the Christian influence isn't about a religion having prominence. The Christian influence is person to person, soul to soul, Christ in me being conveyed through my activities in the world around me.
0: And these three three instances within this this chapter that we went over. Um, they seem very different but when you kind of sum it up like that they're they're all the bottom line of it all is the same
1: the reality of Christ right. yeah and that's that's really the core uh and, and I guess if there's one thing that I really want to to try to cr- convey or, or or to convince the church uh, at large about is that we are not doing some strange thing It's strange in our world But we're not We're not creating a novel religion Jesus didn't start a new religion Christianity is not like other things In reality, Judaism As set forth in the Old Testament Really isn't either Not a world religion as these other things are A way of creating a means to get to God It's not that at all God says, I'm here I created you for this relationship all he's ever asked from the dawn of creation is for us to be who we were meant to be in relationship with him embracing reality fully connected with him um and so as we uh, i can't quite read it my my uh, (laughs) i'm I'm gonna get right up in the screen in the camera but my um (laughs) my eyesight is not gonna make that happen i apologize if i'm missing questions but the the as we're looking at this, when we're talking about faith, and we're talking about walking out our our, uh, our beliefs, it's really simply a matter of getting on board with reality. Trying to convince people here's a a good way to think. We are saying unequivocally, there is only one way. There is only one truth, there is only one life. It's Jesus, and that was true before he was on the earth in the flesh. Uh it'll be true long after I leave the planet until, uh, well, throughout all eternity, he is the center of everything. And and that supremacy is the heart of what Paul says in Colossians as well.
0: It's interesting what you said a second ago that, you know, Jesus didn't invent Christianity. Right. And I feel like, especially today, we're kind of, we put Christianity in a box. And as a result, we kind of put God and Jesus in a box. And we think, that's that's what makes it so easy to create stereotypes of different religions. It is, yes. When that's really not the point. So you say something like, yeah, I'm a Christian, and people have horrible ideas in their heads yeah. on what that means. And that's not the point.
1: A lot of the time when we've failed throughout history, it's because we've allowed Christianity to, if I can use the term, devolve mm-hmm. into religion. We become like everybody else. It becomes
0: less about Jesus and more about... Fitting in somehow. The church, right. not his church, right. not
1: not the true church, right. but the organization that has been structured a certain way. <laughs> and there, and religion be? has a place. I don't. I don't want to get. I don't. You know. and I know. Well, maybe we're sliding off topic a little Sorry, bit. I don't, I don't. I don't mean to do that. Uh, but I'm. <laughs> I've been spending a lot of time lately talking about and thinking about. Um, you know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. And I don't want to act like religion is just this terrible, terrible thing. There are religion is a man made thing. It, it, when when people say, "Oh, it's a it's a crutch," it's created, it's a psychological tool. It, it, yeah, it is all of those things in a lot of ways. But that's not all it is. And a lot of times when we as Christians say, "You know, I'm not about religion. I'm about relationship," we miss the boat as well because we throw out all the forms and structures that cause relationships to have. Uh, a skeleton that ha- that have a, a, a sense of of weight and structure to it. For example, um, I've been married for 30 years. I like being married, but if I were to just throw away all of the rules and forms of what it means to be married, I wouldn't be married very long. It right. would make for a really bad marriage. And so the institution, which is kind of in the illustration here, kind of like religion, the institution of marriage is worthwhile and good mm-hmm. and the state sanctions it and everything else.
0: But that's not what that, what's at the heart of your marriage. It's
1: not. Right. I don't, honestly, I don't care whether the state recognizes my marriage or not. Mm-hmm. I am married mm-hmm. because I've taken a vow before God, before his people, and that authority matters more. The state is the state, and I'm happy to to do that, but my primary commitment to my wife, to my Family to society is not through the government, but through the church. The church is, and this is a whole other subject. We'll have to do some other time. The church is the central unit in society. A uh, family is first, right. then church, then long after that, civil government. But the church really does contrary. I sent you a thing from uh, about uh, Chris Pratt and uh, right, Ellen right, Page. Right. <laughs> contrary to. Might have to do an Pratt's, episode on that sometime contrary to press statement the church is supposed to define us because we are in Christ we are the body of Christ together and it all fits together but anyway I'm, i've gone way off topic I don't think list, that's
0: so. that off topic because the church has gone the church is off base in some in some areas and it's I mean, when you when you True. see these when you see these you know uh, stories in this chapter it's getting back to the heart of what really matters,
1: and we have a tendency then to to say, "Well, the, the church is off base; it's messed up." And know, I don't mean that in like a that flippant I, way. You know, well, like, you know, we you know we see. Famous pastors that we that we like and follow and admire, and and they end up sinning or or, or you know blowing and getting fired. James
0: McDonald, this
1: right? Week. Or or we see things like the Southern Baptist Convention, um, sex abuse, um, right. s- Things that have happened over the last twenty years. More than that, but studied over twenty years, uh, the Catholic Church and so on. And, and and we get into labeling these things, and then we just oh, forget about it, The church is bad. Throw away church. That's, that's I got Jesus. Saying. I don't need church. Yeah. But that is exactly the opposite. That's what the devil wants us to do. The church was commanded and instituted created and designed by Jesus, by by the Lord himself. And so when we get away from that, thinking we can just do things on our own, we have this maverick Christianity. That's not biblical. It's never been. Uh, God deals with his people both individually and corporately. So he's called us to community. And when we see things that are wrong in the church, (laughs) when we see just... Noticing how far off topic we are, but 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 <laughs> you know, as as we see things that are wrong in the church, the answer isn't to bail on the church. The answer is to fix it, to reform it, to bring it back to what the Scripture says in a usable, contextualized, appropriately contextualized form that that is in keeping with the authority of the Bible. And uh, far too often we throw the baby out with the bathwater, and we swing that pendulum from you know. No, no church discipline to excessive legalism. Back to no church discipline, and we go go through this whole thing of, you know, the you know, God loves everybody. Well, yes and no. It depends on what you mean by love. So we've distorted the whole concept of God's love into this thing that basically means God has no rules. God, you know, it's 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 okay. (laughs) There are no rules. (laughs) Put your shirt on. Uh, There's one rule. But the. But we all can recognize right. that would never work in any other context. Why do we think that at the heart of reality would be anarchy when we recognize that anarchy can never work in any setting? That, that doesn't happen even in nature. Animals have their own hierarchies because of the fact that anarchy never functions. So if we have no rules on the road out here, if you've ever been to a country that doesn't have driving rules, you can see the chaos that ensues. And usually it has to be a small country where people drive like 25 miles an hour, right. and hopefully you get through. And, you know, you have a bunch of fender benders, but people don't die as much. Right. But out here, even in a tiny town like Three Oaks, where we have one stoplight, we literally have one stoplight for anybody who's not from Three Oaks, uh, <clears throat> you still have to obey the stoplight right. or it doesn't function. Right. You can't just throw it away because, well, that guy didn't stop at the red light. Oh, that's it. Forget right. about it. I right. quit. You know, We do that with the church. Yeah. We act like God, you know, because somebody we care about has a particular lifestyle or a particular sinful bent that might be different than my sinful bent, it's, suddenly the rules just don't matter anymore. It's not about rules that are made up. That's where we get into religion. It's about the basic functioning of reality in the universe. And God has brought us to that place where we're able to see it. He's revealed himself to us specifically in his word, generally in creation. And only we as humans twist our way away from that. The rest of creation follows it except where sin has has caused it to be cursed and and fallen because we messed it up so anyway i've
0: got a a good segue here go let's talk about rules because in the story of the good samaritan jesus brings up that story because he's being asked you know what is the most important rule essentially what is what is the most important commandment and he goes into that story and we actually had a question from your son, Gabe, <laughs> uh, which I thought was, I had a similar question. Um, he tells the story of, of the the Good Samaritan, mm-hmm. but previously when he's sending out the 70 slash 72 people, one of his, his uh, instructions is not to get distracted along the way as you're going to these homes, as right. you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. So these two yeah, don't stop and greet people, right. And so on, you know. And like you, you mentioned on Sunday, you know, don't be rude. Don't just, you know, ignore people. But it, but don't get distracted. So um, with that in mind, um, I guess I'm just wondering, you know, what's or, or you know, Gabe's question: What's the line there? You yeah. know, because these two stories almost seem like a contradiction.
1: Yeah, that's a really good uh, good thing for us to look at because we do get confused. And I, I don't know that there's a part of me that wants to say, I don't know if everybody has always been as confused by this as we are today. But then you look at the story itself and you're talking about people who are confused by this. You know, you got a priest who's like, hey, I got a job to do, I gotta get to the temple, sorry, I'm gonna keep going. Mm-hmm. And again, people spin this parable into all kinds of ways that Jesus didn't describe. Jesus gives these parables in a short, uh deliberate form that are that Uh, doesn't give a lot of details because he doesn't want a lot of details if he wanted details he'd give them to us so we turn it into the priest was thinking this and we don't know, we just know the priest has a job to do What, what was going on in his mind we're not told but he walks by on the other side of the road the Levite has a job to do both of these people are religious men who know the word of God who know, that's their job is to know the word of God so they understand what the commands are but they pass by and continue on their way. And this Samaritan, who's outside of everything, outside of Israel, therefore considered, at least by Israel, to be outside of God's favor, um, Not they're not part of the chosen people. That doesn't mean that there aren't those who would follow. They were theists who who believed in God. <clears throat> but they, they didn't follow the law uh, that, as God gave Israel. So, at the same time, this guy, who's an outsider... does the things that the law requires. He may not know the law of God at all. He clearly has no earthly ties to this individual, and yet he expresses the love of God. And so it must have been just as confusing for them as it is for us today. And so really what we can see in combining these things, especially if we look at all three of these vignettes together as one greater story, what we can see is that it's less of a line and more of a focus okay. so if my focus is on doing exactly that single command in two parts love the Lord your God with all your everything and love your neighbor as yourself then what I what I see in that is that stopping to help that person whether it's that individual or, or whatever the situation is isn't it's not even that it's more important than my mission it is my mission so as i'm going to prepare the way for the lord if i'm going to proclaim the gospel i can't proclaim the gospel unless my heart is broken for people so the nature of love is i want people who are going to hell not to go to hell i can't love anybody and it'd be cool with them going to hell mm-hmm. so that's like as opposite of love as you can get so if you um If you're going about your business, you know, as Jesus is saying, you go, you know, take your team, go find these homes, proclaim the kingdom. And at the same time, I don't see this guy on the side of the street as part of that, as part of my mission. Then I've missed the boat. So it's it's less of a line of okay, well, here's here's the 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 crossover from staying focused to being distracted by helping somebody. As much as the mission itself drives me to that, the reality of Christ in me brings that compassion. That's
0: not really a distraction, then.
1: It's really not. So So the distraction would be, uh, you know, I'm I'm on my way. You know, let's say the priest is is walking by, and instead of a guy uh, laying in the ditch who's been beaten and robbed, uh, it's somebody offering him free tickets to a ball game. Right. You know, here, hey, that makes more sense. You go see Aquaman together. Oh yeah, great. Not that there's anything wrong with entertainment. (laughs) I like it. I'm mentioned to see Aquaman it was you know anyhow uh, I guess I'm late I get it but as uh, I
0: thought I made outdated reference
1: <laughs> it's a new movie it's only to, like a week out of the theater anyhow uh, as as he's going to to do this there's nothing wrong with entertainment there's nothing wrong with greeting people and having social time so it's not the focus that Jesus is having is on the fact that your job is not to go out and have a good time, right. not to gain popularity, not to be socially correct. Your job is to proclaim the kingdom of God. There should be an urgency in your mission. But the rest of these things are have to be part, part of that. Of it, right. And if they're not part of that, then they don't fit. Right. So when you see someone in need of help, whatever it is, beaten guy, homeless guy, uh, hungry guy. Hungry guy. You know, we love our neighbor. And his point really in this was less the help than it was breaking down barriers and self-sacrifice. Right. So, you know, who is my neighbor? How can I get out of showing love? Right. You know, and, and that's, again, this is a teacher of the law. Right. And Jesus is giving him the, the Pharisees and Levites because that's his people. Mm-hmm. And, well, you know, I got a job to do. I, I don't I can't. I can't just give to every beggar on the street. I can't just help Especially everybody. Especially someone
0: who is in essentially direct opposition to what you what you do, what you even believe.
1: Yeah. So you know, his whole thing is, I want to justify myself. Right. I want to I want to look for my out. How do I? What are, What are my caveats that I can get away with this? And I think we do that a lot as Christians, where we not as Christians as humans. I don't. I, I'm speaking to and about Christians. But I don't want to act like it's Christians that do it. It's people who do it. We look for the out. How can I do the minimum and get away with it? What's the latest I can be at work and not be late? What's the you know how? Can, and if I'm going to be early, I want to make sure that my boss knows that I'm early. Right. I'm the guy that's early. Right. You know what's the what's the the required thing? We have a speed limit so I can know that if I go five miles an hour over the speed limit, I don't get pulled over. What's right. what's the line where yeah. I can go? Yeah. And Jesus is saying shatter the lines. Focus your energies on the kingdom. Everything we do, everything has to be kingdom work. Now, I was just listening to i a, 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 I don't know if it's a sermon, but a message from David Platt talking about that we're not all missionaries. There's a specific calling to being a missionary, and that's super true. But nonetheless, everything that we do has to remain in this focused mission while we're here it can't always be with the same intensity we're not wired that way that's Mm -hmm. not how we work but if we ever lose sight of the fact that christ is the center then we won't take care of the needs of people we won't work for social justice we won't sacrifice we won't put ourselves in an inconvenient spot without seeking our own glory our own motives in it so if we are christ followers we need to be And this is where the three vignettes really capture some things for us. We need to be passionate about missions. We need to be passionate about personal evangelism. I think all of this is wrapped up in in the first part of, of Luke 10. We need to be passionate about personal evangelism because I'm embracing the reality of Christ. And the reality of Christ and the kingdom being near means specifically get right or get left. You're going to either embrace Christ and understand th- that he is offering you hope or you're going to get run over by the wrath of God. There is nothing in between. There are no options. There are no good people. So if I don't tell my loved ones that Jesus is the only way, my loved ones will go to hell. And if I don't, if I get it, if I understand that reality, then I don't really have an option. I just mentally well, yeah, and emotionally, can, I don't really have an option. to motivate you more than that? And so then beyond that, Christians need to have a passion for the global mission. Uh, Jesus sent us out in Matthew 28 to go and make disciples of all nations. Well, I can't be in all nations, but we can, and we need to be passionate about it. So if I'm not going to the unreached people groups, the, the people in, in Three Oaks, the people in the United States of America in 2019... Have had access to the scriptures in ways that nobody in the history of the world ever has. Mm -hmm. So if people don't get saved here, you know, I need to take responsibility for telling them about it. But it's not that they haven't had opportunities, right? But there are still people around the world who don't get that. They don't have access to the internet or the Bible, they've never heard of Jesus, or if they have heard of Jesus, they haven't heard of Jesus the way we understand him in the scriptures because they haven't seen that. So we need to have a passion for those people as well who may otherwise never have a chance.
0: I don't think we often think about that because we think, oh, it's the 21st century. Everybody has access to everything, but that's just not the reality.
1: There are, uh, I was going to say countless, but they have a count. (laughs) There are are a whole (laughs) whole lot lot of languages, uh, people groups who don't even have the Bible translated into their language. Yeah. So they can't understand it unless someone goes and tells them and we need to get passionate about that to either look for opportunities for ourselves to go i think there are a lot of people in the church that god is calling to go and we're not paying attention the 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 harvest is there and we're sitting around thinking boy that's really something Mm -hmm. and sometimes we're even praying and i say praying with my little scare quotes because the reality is is it really praying if we're not passionate enough to do something about it? Right. But we'll say, I'll pray for the Lord to send laborers for the harvest, send workers into the field while we're sitting on our hands doing nothing. Right. And if we're not going to be passionate enough to say, you know what, I don't need, you know, I, I'm going to reduce my cable package. or I'm going to get rid of television or I'm going to give up, a, a you know, an extra cup of coffee this week so that I can put that money into missions so that I can help fund the missions around the world or to say you know what I've got I'm going to take a vacation anyway instead of taking a vacation for me mm-hmm. maybe I take that week or two weeks or whatever and I'm going to go serve someplace I'm going to go try to help support a mission that is going to be able to take the gospel where other people wouldn't you know where we right. where we wouldn't see that and so um, I think that's a really big deal the other thing as we look at at this idea of love and service if we're going to um if we're going to r- express Christ's compassion because of that reality when we begin to really grasp that every single person every person no matter how wicked no matter how seemingly innocent all created exactly in the image of God every one of us to the same degree it's not like ted bundy is I don't know who remembers Ted Bundy, but you know he's popular again. Yeah, that's right. He's he's on Netflix, I guess. But uh, you know, if you're the worst serial killer in the world, you were still created in the image of God, exactly as much as your baby George. You know, here's innocent, sweet George who looks great in suspenders and, and has you know great Instagram pictures. Ted Bundy is created in the image of God in the exact same way, and when we get that then we begin to see like jesus saw it we'll see later in luke 11 that jesus saw jerusalem where they kill the prophets and he's weeping he's like what is going on here you're made for more and we begin to see other people that way so then when we see people hurting we can't not do something about it now I can't live with myself if I put my comfort, my ease, my preferences, or my reputation ahead of expressing the compassion of Christ to someone in need. When we begin to do that, then we look at, well, how can I serve? And there are a lot of ways, and we don't have time to to get into that. I wanted to, but we don't really have time. But, you know, you can start with things like institutional things. Volunteer at the food pantry, serve at church, but ultimately it comes down to a heart of service a heart of compassion that and sees every person as an opportunity and it's
0: not necessarily a natural humanness oh i would thing. say
1: exactly the opposite it is you know? the opposite of everything natural to us
0: so that's i mean the more we we get jesus into our heart that's that's what the bottom line is again yeah. because but, then you can't ignore uh-huh.
1: it but if we try to just if if that's what we're doing we want to be a social justice kind of church a social justice gospel then we end up in the same confusion but, that, well, yeah, that Martha's in. Well, yeah, it
0: can't just be on the surface. Right.
1: So Martha's rushing around trying to do right, all this stuff. Right. Mary is clinging to the feet of Jesus. Please, I want more. Teach right. me more. Right. Because this is where everything begins. So we don't want to get caught up in the doing of compassion or the doing of preaching and the doing because
0: of Because it missions. makes you feel good or you want a nice picture on motives. Facebook or whatever. Yeah,
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So when the, when the Christ in me becomes the Christ coming out of me, that's when we see real change happen in in me and in the world around me. And the church becomes what the church was meant to be when we are proclaiming the the kingdom, when we are expressing a compassion, when we are cherishing the presence of Christ. That's when the reality really connects.
0: I think that's a good way, despite our off-topic rant there for a bit, that's a good way to sum it up. Uh, We'll leave it with that. Uh, Be sure to join us for the next episode on Friday, where we will uh, preview next week's sermon. Indeed. We're excited for that. It's going to be fun. And uh, be sure to, you know, uh, we're going to do live streams from now on. Hi, live stream. Um, We are doing that on our Facebook page every Tuesday during the Something to Talk About broadcast. So check that out, and you'll get essentially to hear the episode before it's published um if you do have any questions uh we're happy to discuss them during these episodes feel free to email us at something real at reallifeonline.org you can dot org do you remember the show zoom I do. That's the first time I heard a .org email. You probably address. remember
1: the second generation of Zoom. I remember Zoom from the early '70s. You're that very old. Remade yeah. later, so yeah.
0: That was the first time I heard a .org email. Anyway, yeah. um, so be sure to email us there if you have any questions. You can leave a voicemail right on the Anchor app.
1: I am very old. I'm good with it.
0: And, but you still reference Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> so be sure to contact us in some way. Stay for the obscure references.
1: And it is a public page. It is a public page, the, the, a public the, page so yeah. It, so you can leave it comments It should be there. shareable for, you know, if anybody wants to share it on their personal page, it should be, uh, I think the video is shareable. Yes, on there, so.
0: yep, it's all shareable. So thanks yes. for listening, guys. We'll see you next time.